What is up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to the Fathom Beyond Sunday podcast. This podcast is meant to be really conversational and casual, just a couple of leaders here at Fathom talking about faith and life and talking about how we can grow in our faith where it's really going on Monday through Saturday and not just on Sunday. So tune in, listen to the conversation and open your heart. We pray that this really helps. Hello and welcome to the Fathom Beyond Sunday podcast. I am Christina Scott here with lead pastor of Fathom Church, Kyle Nelson. Hey, everybody. Excited to jump back into some exciting conversation and really helpful conversation we pray in your life. Yeah, yeah. So this past weekend was Halloween. I didn't see you this weekend. Nope, you were off uh, camping, glamping. I was going to say, we're not allowed to call it camping. What I did was not allowed to be called camping, but I did go and stay in a cabin in the wilderness, and it was fantastic. Weather's so perfect right now. I literally, Uh, as we were getting ready for this, I'm like, can we do this outside? Is that possible? It's gorgeous. I don't know. We need like wires and sound systems and things like that. Well, and we're very close to the main road. Right. So the... This, the traffic sounds would be very and, and if that didn't get picked up, a giant jet plane would probably get picked <laughs> right. up, which flies over us quite often right here around the Jacksonville. The squirrels and the hawks and the everything that we oh, get to hear outdoors yeah, so y- here y- at yes, Fathom. Yesterday I was here and there's this, and the kids all know about it. I don't know if you've ever recognized oh, this hawk, this red hawk. That oh, yes. He lives here. This is his home. It is. And we, so we have these street light, um, you know, pole, light poles mm-hmm. in the parking lot. He loves to just perch up on those. Yes. So yesterday he was at the one that's kind of closest to the entrance. And I was at the back of my car, had the tailgate open. And he like comes zooming in. Feels like he's coming right at me because <laughs> he's a good size hawk. He is a he is well fed by and our woods. They're not slow. Like, no. And they're pretty intimidating. So he's flying right at me. He lands in like one parking space over from me. So he. Nice you know, was right there. And then he just stares at me like, so we've been watching this show called Alone on the History Channel. Have you ever heard of Alone? Never heard of it. No. It's amazing. People get dropped in the middle of like British Columbia in the wild and like last man standing wins. Okay. $500,000 or a million dollars. So like a survivor-ish, but they're not together. Way more intense than survivor. Okay. Like, yeah. Survivor might as well be real world compared to this. (laughs) Fantastic. Like great. Now I picture I can picture yeah, it. That was a perfect analogy. Very hardcore. Like like you wake up and there's a bear shaking on your on your, your tent. Wow. You know, your okay. your shelter that you made. Uh-huh. Like, you know, it's like straight survival, everything you have to fish and hunt and the whole thing. So you're looking at this hawk in the eyes. And I'm just, I'm picturing alone. <laughs> like, I'm here at the church by myself, and this <laughs> hawk is lo- staring me down. Because they're in these standoffs with bears, and mine was with a hawk yesterday, so. They do have large talents. They do, large <laughs> talents. I just think of uh, I Napoleon, know, Napoleon Dynamite. Dynamite. <laughs> Someone says <laughs> the word talents. <laughs> I was hoping you would pull that one out. Oh, and um, we digress. Yeah, yeah. so... We did not have any hawks attack our camp or That's anything like that. We had nothing like that. But it's just like a group of moms. Real world version. That's right. Little. That's right. We had instant pots and we had stoves and air conditioners. It was, I'll tell you, this group of moms and group of kids. It was five moms and 10 kids. 
So it's a group of 15 of us in the middle of central Georgia, just gorgeous, God's creation. Like it just seems untouched other than the fact that there are cabins built on it, right? It's just absolutely gorgeous. And one of the kids comes in to one of the cabins and he goes, oh, there is a thermostat. <laughs> and it was maybe, I mean, really, yeah. here I am talking about is yeah. maybe my favorite quote of the weekend. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, there is a thermostat. Cool. Yeah. Got it. We love us some air conditioning <laughs> and some heat. Us Floridians, when it gets 60 degrees, we need some Exactly, exactly. So yeah, it was, weather was absolutely beautiful. Weather was just, it was stunning. And, but I'm grateful to be back. Grateful to be back in the house. Grateful to talk over um, the message and just, you know, have a chance to to chat about the things that uh, I wasn't here in the house for, but I'm so glad I got to to receive yeah, this message. I got a, I got a photo of the, the phone in the cup or the That's bucket right. That's right. for everybody to be able to listen to around the campfire. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So we we did. We used technology. Again, not camping, glamping. Yeah. Uh, we built a fire in this fire pit and this group of the 15 of us got around it and my phone was the only one that had good enough service to stream YouTube. So we did sunset uh, we during the day we were out and on the lake and out and kayaking and fishing and things like that and we did sunset church around the campfire so we built a fire and we put Pastor Kyle in a bucket so my challenge to all of you Fathom Beyond Sunday listeners is we would love to see where you are listening to any of the podcasts whether it's Fathom Family or Fathom Sermon Podcast or this Fathom Beyond Sunday send us a picture yeah. of where you're where you're streaming YouTube or where you're listening to the podcast because it was it was really cool to have Pastor Kyle with us around the fire, but he was in a bucket. Hey, <laughs> put me where we can, Lord. Use me. Send yeah, me. <laughs> that's right. We would we would we would love to see. I know our um our awesome social media people will be able to, you know, tag Fathom Church in some of those pictures or whatever it is you do on Instagram, because I have absolutely no idea. Um, <laughs> but I know we would love to see where you're taking the podcast, where this medium is you know, able to go because the building can only be in one place. Right. Uh, but it's cool that we're able to, to take the message into yeah. all places, all yeah. kinds of places. For sure. That's kind of what this is all about is, is being able to take our faith into our everyday life and carry the conversations forward. And so uh, you threw out some things from this past week's message that um, you want to dive deeper into and, uh, yeah. and you started talking about them and I got really excited. Like, yeah, let's, let's dig into that. Cause I think they're really important. I think, um, so I, I won't set it up anymore. Okay. I'll just let you say, <laughs> Hey, this is what you want to talk about. Okay. Yeah. So I want to, I'm, I'm not going to shy away from it. I'm going to kind of go right into the thing I said right away to you, which is there are some times where from the stage, I'll hear you say, all right, this is this message might offend some people. Uh, this there might be I might be stepping on some toes today, and know that if yours are the toes I'm stepping on, like I love you. This is not to you know this isn't to hurt or this isn't to harm you. But sometimes mm-hmm. the things that are the truth hurt a little bit. And this week you said maybe the most quote unquote hear my air quotes offensive thing that I've ever heard you say from the stage and you did not set it up prior. <laughs> um, and so I'm going to, I actually wrote it down word for word. I'm going to quote you okay. um, and give you a chance to say, yeah. yeah, if that offends you, I love you. <laughs> um, which is the reality is that all of us are just as jacked up as the next person. But the reality of coming into relationship with Christ is that he's not just 
for us just to make us better. He's redeeming us from the inside out, right? So he's redeeming us from the inside out. We're just as jacked up as the next person, right? That was the first thing. And then you kept going and it was so good, but also so ouch, which was, so there's a transformation that takes place in our life. If you're the same person today you were 10 years ago when you said yes to Jesus, you did not get saved. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we both said, yeah. Said, so, you know, what? as you were reading back what I said, and it wasn't like in my notes like that, it was just right, you know, sharing my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought to myself, the things... What brings me the most joy? There's there's a few things that bring me the most joy. I won't go into all of them, but one of the things that bring me the most joy in ministry is looking at someone's life now as opposed to when I met them. Yeah. And and I've had some tangible role in their life, whether I'm their pastor or their friend or their sibling or their, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um and seeing their lives just be transformed and that they're not the same person. Um, and it's by the grace of God. And, right. and it just brings me so much joy because that's what Jesus does. And like in the positive direction. Right. right, absolutely. We can move in two different directions as we know. And then the other thing that brings me some of the most sadness is the opposite of that, is people who have been around, have been in contact, they've been under our ministry. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed about their life. And in parts of my life, or I, uh, there's part of me that always looks introspectively. Mm-hmm. Like, what can I do? Lord, is there something that you need to reveal in me so that I can lead this person? And, and so I'm, I honestly probably first go there. Right. To a fault. Mm-hmm. And there's a healthy part of that for a leader. Certainly. And there's an unhealthy version that, that goes beyond that place. And I'm really trying to be a savior for somebody. And that's right. not ultimately what my role is as a shepherd, mm-hmm. not a savior. Um, but that's one of the most heartbreaking things. And the reality, my, my, some of my favorite people to be around are people who are 75, 80 years old and have been walking with Jesus for a long time. And they still just have such a humility mm-hmm. that Jesus saved them. Right. And they've been saved for 60 years or 50 or 40 years. Um, there's just a lot of just beauty in that. And, um, and and on the, the, the contrasting counterpoint to that is not counterpoint, but contrasting individual who bring me a ton of joy are people who are brand new in their faith right? and have so much joy and are, and it's so recent God's salvation in their life and redemption and work it. And then the, 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 the group in the middle who are like, man, God, God is just still freshly working in my soul. It's just like yes. those people just bring so much joy to my life because um, I see myself in all three of them. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. And, um, and everybody gets it. Right. That we've all fallen short of the glory of God. We're mm-hmm. all jacked up. Right. <laughs> As I so eloquently put, we're all jacked up. You got you got several yes and amens from yeah. around the campfire in case that we're all um, 
Yeah, it's, I think there's something so unifying and we have had this thread of unity throughout so many of the message series and messages that we've heard over the last few months. Um, and then even while you weren't here in the house throughout mm -hmm, the summer, you know, throughout that sabbatical season, so much about unity through, throughout that time as well. And so, um, there is something so unifying about that that feeling, that transformation, because it's not as if it goes away. Who, what we talked about this last week, right? That you you still have your memories of of who you were and who he's, who we get to be in him is unlike anything we ever experienced mm -hmm. before him. Yeah. And so it is. It is exciting. If it isn't exciting, then then maybe you don't actually know him, right? Like yeah. if it's, if it's not transformative, but that is something so unifying that, yeah, I was there. Like, I'm so pumped for you. Right. Cause I know what that feeling feels like and have getting to talk to those, all the people in these different phases or stages of their life. There is just something really cool to say, like th we have this in common. If we have nothing else in common, we yeah. do, we have this in common and what's more important Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing's more important than having this in common. Yeah. And like you said, the phases and stages of life, I think that's true too in our walk with Christ. And, and I think we, just like with, like there's stages and phases of grief. I mm -hmm. think there, there's phases and, and stages and, and furthermore, like seasons in our life mm -hmm. in which we're exploring the realities of God saving us and redeeming us in D different facets of it. It's all right. different facets of one beautiful diamond, but we're, we're, we're seeing the light through, um, uh, his, his holiness, or we're seeing it through the brokenness of our own self, our, our own grief. I mean, could, could right. be, I mean, there's so many different facets of this that, but I think that's what happens in our following Jesus and, and, and what leads us to repentance and just genuine love of the Lord and, following him is this real grief over our sin and realizing that mm -hmm. we, we have fallen short and we, we must build our lives upon, upon, upon Christ and nothing else and not on our own works. And right. that's, that's the gospel essentially. Yeah. Well, that's, I feel like a really good segue into the other thing that really stuck out to me from your message and maybe what we want to spend the bulk yeah. of this time talking about. But um, when you got into John chapter 17 uh, and being saved from the world, giving us this loyalty to Christ, you said something that I, I would expect most everyone in the room had already heard. Um, most everybody listening to this podcast right now, you've probably heard someone say this, that um, all ground is level at the foot of the cross. And that's really kind of a, that's sort of a, a churchy phrase. It's sort of, I'm mean, not a phrase, it's a clause, but it's, it's sort of a, a churchy thing to say if, we don't explain what we mean behind that. If we take for granted mm -hmm. that everyone actually knows what yeah. we mean by that, it's not okay to just put it on a t-shirt um, and kind of walk away. So all ground is level at the foot of the cross. Yeah. Let's really unpack that. We're going to use that yeah. term. <laughs> you know, that phrase, I, I, 
I've been using it for many years. Mm-hmm. I I probably heard that phrase 15 years ago, and it's not. I don't think it's my own that I know of. I think right. I heard it from somebody else, and you know, and it resonated with me. And I think it's it's super important that we do understand. I think there is some level of that that does resound mm-hmm. really deeply, um, and and is pretty clear. But I think the theology that's under it right. is what. You know, Jesus says that understanding, you know, really is good seed, you know, is is good seed. And and we're good good soil when we can get there. Um, And so, yeah, let's let's dig into that a bit. So the idea that the ground is all level for the cross is really the the basic understanding that all that have been saved have been saved by grace and not by works. Yes. So that Ephesians two eight nine. So that no one can boast. Right. That means that me who showed up today to say yes to Jesus, and I've killed multiple people, and um, I've had you know umpteen. I love that word. <laughs> I, I never use it. Umpteen. However many. Mm-hmm different evil things in my life or uh, how many different adulteries I've had Mm -hmm. or how many things I've stolen, how many times I've been in prison, right? Saying yesterday to to Jesus today and you have been following Jesus for however many years and who have not found yourself in those same things, doing outwardly evil things, both of us are just as saved as the other, yes. when our faith is genuinely in spirit and truth, we worship God and we put our faith in Jesus. Right. It's it's level. Yes. It's level, and this is it, it's really the. I'll tell you what really began to shift in my life to understand the gospel, because every time I sinned, after saying yes to Jesus. I said yes to Jesus. Mm-hmm. I was follow, doing my best to follow him. Mm-hmm. But really what following him to me meant was I was trying to be a better person today. Right. And what followed that genuine, authentic attempt to honor God, I was genuine mm-hmm. in my attempt, mm-hmm. is I felt like I was climbing a ladder and every time I would sin, I would fall to the ground. Mm. I was back in the pit. I was back in what? hell. Personal hell. Shame mm. and guilt and a, and, a, and a slave's mindset to sin. Now I would just go climbing up. And then the next day I'd fall again. Right? And every single time. It was just this exhausting spiritual journey that eventually turned into, like what was guilt day after day, eventually turned into shame that said, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. And frankly, for most people, non-believer even coming into Christ, it's really, that's the process that goes on. I can't do this. And that's really when we are actually fit and ready and we are fertile soil to actually receive the true gospel, the living gospel, which is not that we climb our way to heaven, but that, that that heaven came came to us, that that Jesus came and did what we could not do for ourselves. And it's one thing to hear that. It's another thing to, to receive it. It's a completely different thing to begin to live that and breathe that and to be free 
from repeating sinful patterns and to be transformed as we were previously talking. It's a, it's a completely different and there's so much joy in the latter. Right. And, and that's my heart for people is that, is that we would bring ourselves just humbly and, and it not only affects just our journey with God, but it begins to affect how we view the people around us. Right. And uh, love the people around us, no matter where they're at. Absolutely. Uh, knowing that we're, we're one in Christ. Right. You know, when I talk about people around us, I mean in the body of Christ. Right. So. Well, and because one of the other things that you mentioned in your message, which is, is the reality, is that all of God's people have a past, right? If every mm-hmm. person has a past, then all of God's people have a past. Those people that are in the seat next to you, whether they're whether they're the ones with the, that everything looks fine and nothing is fine at all, mm-hmm. or whether they're the ones that say, thank you, God, for the transformation and whatever you see is what you see. Um, they all, everybody has a past and it's a human thing. It's, it's not a, it's not God who quantifies our sin, uh, sin is sin. And it's a human thing. And even I think maybe at times a cultural thing, um, because we have police departments and laws and all of these things created by man, right? There's this big difference between man's laws and God's laws. And man, men's laws quantify how you've broken them. Mm -hmm. And the punishment that goes along with it is you know it's in accordance with the level of the way you've you've broken the law and so because of that because we often grow up you know if we grow up without Jesus or without God in our life without the bible biblical truth in our lives we still grow up in a society that has laws mm-hmm. and there's consequences yeah. for breaking laws and yeah. so then we get to this point of where we're quantifying sin yeah. And this is deserving of that punishment. This right. one, yeah. When yes. all sin is worthy of the of, consequences of sin and hell. Yeah. Right. Or of death and of hell. Of death, right. And and so I think kind of recognizing that and and even just sort of wrapping our minds around the fact that we are trying to like our brain is trying to quantify it because we're trying to make God something we recognize, mm-hmm. something we understand. Mm-hmm. Something but we can we, control. We cannot fathom, bonus points, mm-hmm. who he is and and what he is and the magnitude mm-hmm. of his goodness that he would forgive us, not just of the things that we know that we've done, but of everything, like things we don't remember mm-hmm. that we've done. He would forgive us of those things. It's hard for us to even wrap our minds yeah. around that, but we want to understand. We yeah. want to. And the part of the purpose of the Mosaic Law Old Testament law was to lead us to this understanding Mm -hmm. was that, oh, we can't do this. Right. Can't do this. Um, Even the priests who were mediating sacrifice, they found themselves in sin. Right. They found themselves unworthy, mishandling the presence of God. Mm -hmm. I mean, you you name it. Um, But Paul begins to frame that and said, hey, like, we're still under a law we're just not under the Mosaic law. We're not under the law of Moses. We're under the law of Jesus, yes. which brings freedom. And one of these brought death and one of them brings life. And so I think for those of us listening and just find themselves kind of living under old law, 
like receive and like become obedient to Christ and receive the freedom that comes from being obedient to Christ and the life that he calls us to and the community that he places us in um, because there there is great freedom to be had um, and it's already been done in Christ and it's it's faithfulness and obedience that where that becomes more and more a reality in our physical well mm-hmm. uh, in our physical realm as it is and already in our spiritual realm right i think too that like even as if if you are a christian who feels like maybe your transformation is I don't, it's like stunted. Is that the right word or stalled? Mm. Maybe stalled. Plateaued. Yeah. yeah. That if you're, if, if you are a Christian and you know that you're different than you were, but you maybe not as different as you want to be right. Hello. Can we all raise our hands? Not as different as we want to be. Not that perfect reflection yet of Jesus and who he is like, yes, can happen today and freedom, yeah. more freedom can happen right this moment. One one pastor, um, Pastor Matt Keller, he calls this, he, he has this message, he calls the threshold of scary. Okay. That's really powerful to like think about this is that when we find ourselves in repeating patterns, we find ourselves just coming up against the wall and plateauing. Well, this church, it was, you know, I got up to this point, mm-hmm. right? And then I just find myself or in this sin, I overcome to this point and can't get... And he said, there's a, there's a line there, a threshold of scary where we have to move beyond our fear of what, you know, might be and move by faith, you know, take a step that's beyond where we've been. And that's why a lot of us are plateaued is because there's an opportunity to obey God. And we we're afraid to say, yes, we're afraid Mm -hmm. to crucify the flesh in that area. We're afraid to obey his word in this area. We're afraid to sacrifice this thing or whatever it might be, he might be asking us to do, um, and to obey him. And and it's when we do that, that we find real freedom and we're able to, um, to receive what, what the next thing that God has for us, that why we're being held back and why we feel held back is it's not because God is trying to hold anything back from us, but it's, um, disobedience, accepted apathy in our life, um, and a lack of, of faith oftentimes to, yeah. to actually obey him, um, or even to press in and, and ask what God has. And there's seasons for things, right? right. It's not always going to be up and to the right in our faith. That's, that's yeah. really not the reality of the Christian life or the human experience. But there, I think there is a lot of truth in that, that, that we have to cross these thresholds of, of, of scary to obey God into the wild unknown of wherever that right. takes us, God. Right. And those, there are all of these different opportunities, right? And so sometimes we are willing to do that in one area of our lives, Mm -hmm. but it's too much to do it in all of the areas presented to us at, at any given moment. Sometimes we're like, oh, I did this really scary thing in, I don't know, parenting or, Mm -hmm. or whatnot. I did this really scary thing and just, and did that in parenting, but I'm not willing to do it in my finances Mm -hmm. or I did this really scary thing and trust God and my finances. And I'm just not ready to do it in evangelism and in the workplace or something like that. Right. And so there are all of these places he wants to work in all areas of our lives. He doesn't want a fragmented Mm -hmm. part, but we, again, we, we're the ones who, who do that and say like, I can only handle so much at one time. Um, but he's got goodness in all of those areas 
for us because yeah. he's seeing us as this whole creation, yeah. this whole life. And he wants our whole heart for his, for yeah. him. Yeah. Um, and, and sometimes it's us, right? I mean, well, really it is us. It's us who mm -hmm. are just like, I'm not, I'm not ready. Uh, but the thing is on the other side of that, we don't have stories. We don't have pastors preaching messages about taking that leap of faith and and saying yes to God in the scary and regretting everything. We just don't. Mm -hmm. We just don't have people writing books about how they <laughs> regret saying yes to God in these areas of their life because he is faithful. Yeah. yeah. Because he is good and what he has for us, the plans he has for us are to prosper us and not mm -hmm. to harm us. And so we just, yeah. that's why we have these really impactful and amazing messages about trusting God in this scary stuff is because he always comes through. Yeah. Yeah. He just does. Yeah, absolutely. And God is so kind in his leading of us in every little detail. Um, but we have to be willing to be transformed. And, yeah. and I, I, I mentioned a quote, um, of a pastor. I, I think it was this, I think it might've been this past week. Um, he's not a pastor actually. He, he start he started a nonprofit that, you know, serves the poor, but, um, and he, he talked about how, you know, following Jesus kind of ruined his life, ah. like in the best of ways. Uh -huh. And he kind of says tongue in cheek, if I would have known what this would cost me, you know, so I kind of brought that up to, right kind of combat the, and talk about the costs mm -hmm. of, of following Jesus and really what Jesus lays out there that it, it is, it's, it's intense, right? You know, um, th that real obedience, um, is not on our terms, right? It's on whatever Christ calls us into. Right. Um, and, and I think that's, that's worth mentioning, um, you know, to just really wrestle down because that tells us really where our thresholds are, yeah. you know, um, is okay. When, we, when it gets comfortable, like when it's something that, that causes me discomfort, when it's something that causes me sacrifice, mm -hmm. when it's something that hurts a little bit, um, usually it has, like it costs us something, it, right. you know, and then we really realize, okay, that's, that's the thing that stands against obedience to God, you know, right now. Well, and I think, right, obedience, we can, we can obey when we agree with it and when we don't agree with it, mm -hmm. but it's, it's submission mm -hmm. is that doing what we don't want to do because it is what God is, is wanting us to do, what it, God is saying to do. And for me, it's always been the thing that moves me beyond that is just the more I come to trust God, mm -hmm. I mean, and see who he truly is, not some version that somebody else passed on to me, but the true one, true living God of the Bible that we read about, um, who is full of love and kindness and who is just and who is holy and, um, who is so gracious and his mercy is never ending. Like when I see him for who he truly is, I begin to trust him. Yeah. Where he's leading me. And I think that would be my, my challenge to everyone listening is just to continue to press in to see who God truly is, mm. not who you want him to be, not so that you can make yourself better, 
for who he is and to know who he is. And I, I think of the passage in that Paul says, I want to know you. I want to know you in your fullness of your resurrection, but also in the fellowship, participation in your sufferings. I want to yeah. know all oh. of you, the highs, the lows, what breaks your heart and what gives you great joy. God, I want to know, I want to know you. Um, so, yeah. 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 I want to look up that scripture. I'm going to look it up real quick because um, I can't quote it right offhand, but it's it's a good one. Okay. I um, was thinking about this idea, too, that of the ground being level at the foot of the cross and about how we receive that for ourselves, is it how important it is for us to receive that individually um, and that we are not... Um, ranked in 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 some specific order uh, when we come into the room in the body of Christ, but that we also need to receive that um, for one another, that we're not just receiving that for ourselves, but that we're also, it's, it's not like, okay, well, I've knocked myself down a couple of pegs, or now I'm climbing back up this ladder, um, but this the ground being level at the foot of the cross, if there's no condemnation for those in Christ, then it's not whether we're if you have been walking with the Lord for 30 years or you have been walking with the Lord for 30 minutes mm -hmm. that you are, you, you are in Christ, you are, and that he is looking at you, your, your reward in eternity is the same, mm -hmm. that our rewards in eternity are the same. Um, and that it's, it's really the thing, the reason we want people to come into relationship with him is that it changes the life that we have here. Mm -hmm. It changes the now that we have. It changes the vapor that we're in because it changes yeah. how we get to live this life, how we get mm. to relate to others, how we get to relate to creation, how we interact, like how we live this life changes with the amount of time that we get to walk with God, because the mm. longer we walk with him, the better that this, the, the better that we do it. Right. I mean, it really is like we grow in our knowledge, we grow in him, our knowledge. Yeah. Yes. And we, we trans that hopefully that, that knowledge translates to understanding and then to wisdom. And then we're able to better handle all of the things that mm. the world throws at us. Yeah. Um, so it is, it is a better life walking with him because we trust him. Like we're, yeah. what you we were talking about, because we get to know him more and we trust him more, but it's not the, the, the eternal, the eternal is the same, the eternity, yep. whether you are eight years old or whether you are 85 years old, it's really just that time that we get to walk mm -hmm. with him and know him better here. That's different. Did you find the scripture? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I was thinking about Matthew 20. I'd mentioned that mm -hmm. um, before we came on the podcast. Um, it's a parable of the vineyard workers. And, and I use this. It's, it's worth going looking up. I won't read it today, but um, the parable of the vineyard workers. I use this a lot. To, to really illustrate it, Jesus plainly kind of puts this out there, and it's a yes. real beautiful preaching of the gospel here. I use this with my kids a lot to teach the gospel because there's all kinds of things that aren't fair. Right. Right? And I think that's that's one thought around this is it's not fair. Well, it's not. <laughs> God has graciously gifted to all who would believe in him, and that's understanding the gospel and not resenting others Absolutely. in their process and their journey of discovering who Christ is. But anyway, I just want to throw that text out there. <clears throat> Paul, Philippians 3, I knew where it was. I just couldn't remember exactly which verse I wanted yeah. to start at. But Paul is boasting because he was a, a former zealot for the law. Mm -hmm. 
persecutor of Christians, and he says, if anyone else thinks, uh, we're in Philippians 3, if anyone else thinks they have reasons to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Right. (laughs) If you think you're awesome as a Jew, he's like, I have a lot more. Right. Well, because he was a Pharisee of Pharisees, right? Like he Mm -hmm. was creme de la creme. Circumcised on the eighth day uh, of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews. There you go. (laughs) Uh, In regard to a law, a Pharisee, as for zeal, persecuting the church, as for righteousness based on the law, faultless it's mm. he's he's speaking in hyperbole uh-huh. here to but he's here his air quotes <laughs> yeah for sure he's like i did it all i was as faithful as someone could be on the outside to the law he says but whatever were gains to me now consider loss for the sake of christ mm. i don't mean nothing <laughs> right what is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, who for, uh, for whose sake I have lost all things. That's very tangible for him. Right. That was yeah. not just, oh, I've given up my own life. No, he's like, mm-hmm. I've sacrificed friendships mm-hmm. and family and wealth. Mm-hmm. And found myself in prison. Right. I was going to say, and, and literal freedom. <laughs> Lost all things. I consider them garbage, refuse, that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Not having a righteousness of my own, not trying to climb a ladder. Mm. That comes from the law, the law that's death, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. And here's the verse I, I, I was quoting. I want to know Christ. Yes, the, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. And so somehow attaining to the resurrection of that, somehow I will be found faithful at the end of the day to be raised up with, like, like Christ was. Um, mm-hmm. Not that I've already obtained all this. We're not there yet. Right. Um, or I've already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that. I love this phrase for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. He's already got a hold of me, and I'm just going to take hold of him. Brothers and sisters, I don't consider myself to have yet taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forget what's behind, straining towards what's ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Yes. Kind of sums it up, but we were just, everything we were just talking about. All of the things. (laughs) That was not in the notes, not in the plan, but it it hit. And it's, um, it's, it's a beautiful, deep, rich text to speak of the gospel in our life of transformation that really just comes out of knowing Jesus. And just like at the end of the day, I just want to know you, God. I just want to know you in all your fullness and obey you in all your fullness. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I think that's a good place for us to stop today. There's lots to chew on, to wrestle through. And if you're listening and you have questions, we would love to to answer your questions. If you want to talk about this a little more or um, you're wrestling through something, you can email us at info at fathom.church. You can text the word fathom to 97,000 and we would, we want to connect with you. We want to help you process some of this stuff. Um, yeah, we're, we're just grateful to have this opportunity, to have this medium, to be able to, to, you know, reach you when you're getting ready or when you're on the treadmill at the gym, send us those pictures, let us know where you're listening to the podcast and, uh, we'll see you again next week. Nailed it. <laughs>